Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. And before I tell you about today's episode, I wanted to listen to this voicemail that came in. This was a reaction to our Doomsday Clock episode from a few weeks back. This is an unnamed caller from PPAC Gladstone. Let's check it out. So I'm working my way through the back catalog, and I come upon the Doomsday Clock episode. You guys called us out fucking hard, saying that PPAC Gladstone would be the worst town to go to war with Germany with. And I was fucking offended until I realized, looking around the town, the only other person that I'd be comfortable going into battle with would be my buddy who was from Hudson County. So, you're right. Thanks to our friend from PPAC Gladstone. It's nice to hear somebody agree with us once in a while. Sometimes, you know, you do a Jersey podcast, you get a lot of angry disagreement in the uh, voicemail. So to hear somebody who came around and said, yeah, we hear what you're saying. Thanks for that, Mr. PPAC Gladstone. We're not mad at PPAC Gladstone. It's just a peaceful, tranquil place. It's not like where we all grew up, most of us in Essex County, where we're all looking for a reason to go to war at all times for whatever psychologically is driving us. Anyway... If you have a reaction to anything we've ever done, if you have a story about Jersey you think we should know, 973-780-4660. That's the voicemail line. Call up, leave a voicemail. We'll put you on the show. We'll follow up with you through the episode, whatever you think. That's 973-780-4660. And don't forget, everybody, we got the Patreon over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. We got South Jersey's also the world coming out this week. We just did our, uh, our monthly live stream that you can go watch. We our deep dives, everything, everything that's up there. It's well worth your money. We work hard on that thing. And it's the uh, it's the way that we can generate a little scratch so that we can keep this thing going and not all put in tons of work for nothing anyway. It's there. Check it out. That's enough. This week's episode, I'm very psyched to bring to you. This is a fun one. This is a loose one. This is a light lift that you're going to enjoy. Basically, NJ.com put out their list of the 51 best New Jersey movies. We uh, found that list, or rather I did, and I made sure Mike D and Bonaduce hadn't seen it. And then I asked them to pick out what movies they think are on the list and what numbers they think uh, the movies land at. And it's a fun, loose episode. It's a good excuse to talk about a lot of flicks we love. There's some choices that NJ.com made that we were like, what? Inexplicable. A couple other choices where we were like, they nailed it and it's cool. And they really seem to get it that they're putting those ones where they put them on the list. And I'm sure you'll have opinions. So call that voicemail line 973-780-4660 with your opinions. But in the meantime, there's a celebration of New Jersey and cinema. The Ledger started it. We're jumping on that bandwagon to discuss it. There's a lot of tangents about Jersey itself and all the different movies we love. I think you're going to laugh hard at this one. Enjoy it, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. My name is Chris Gethard, and I am so happy to be talking with Mike D. and Bonaduce because I got sent out to Los Angeles for work, and I'm happy to be working. And I'm grateful to have a job, but I'll tell you, man, as soon as I leave New Jersey, I can feel that my strength leaves me. And for some reason, when I enter Southern California, it's like it goes away even further. So I can feel, I can feel a little bit of my, uh, of my vitality coursing through my veins as I touch base with my Jersey boys. How are you guys? Killer, man. I'm in a great mood. I'm sad that you're in LA though, even though I like LA. I feel like it's always, you know, it's always better. New Jersey feels better when you're here. 
And I feel better when I am there. It's funny because my wife would move here in a heartbeat. She likes it a lot out here. And then I'm out there and she's like, wouldn't you move here? I'm like, it's lovely and people are nice and the weather is great and things are laid back and you could not pay me to live here 365 days a year. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. Jersey's where it's at, man. Bonaduce, how you doing? I'm doing really good. It's Monday. Uh, we're plunged back into the uh, coldness again over here. So when the, when it does stop raining there, enjoy some of the warmth. Cause I will. I will. I heard something that helps when you leave New Jersey to like give you the power to, to feel your roots again. Is if like, you know, the Mormons wear temple garments uh-huh, uh-huh. in New Jersey. When you leave the state, you take two pieces of pork roll and you wear them like pasties under your guinea tea. <laughs> Got it. I should have thought of that. <laughs> And how do you how do you get through TSA with that? It's okay. It's meat. It's it's like preserved. <laughs> you can fly with meat. Imagine that me getting tased at Newark Airport, going like, "Show me the law that says I can't do this." But like it's it's already cooked. It's like carrying a sandwich on the plane. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. That's it. I have thought of one of the more simple topics that we will ever do on this show. Um, Full disclosure, we had a real long weekend. I got to give huge kudos to Carson and Andrea, who always work hard. Like Carson from day one on this show has been um, breaking his back on the production side. And then people know Andrea hosts the show. You might not know she helps a lot with that. With this past weekend with St. Peter's basketball, we did our St. Peter's audio diary. And it was me sending tracks from the West Coast, Mike recording tracks on the East Coast, all of us watching the games to see how they go, ripping quotes from Shaheen Holloway, throwing it together. So felt today like we needed something that was uh, low production, low overhead, and uh, especially in the emotional aftermath. Maybe that, maybe it's not that I'm in LA that I'm kind of like down. Maybe it's that I'm like, man, the high of St. Peter's was giving me such a massive dopamine kick and now it's over with. It's probably that. It was exciting shit. Yeah, you're probably feeling like you had all your hopes up high, you know? Did the whole state, I mean, even by the time I'd left, the whole state was starting to go crazy. And it's it, the sense I got was that Jersey was all about St. Peter's for the past few days. I mean, everywhere you went, one, it was for the first time that I'd ever in my life seen people wearing St. Peter's gear out in the wild, just around New Jersey, which I think is very cool. So I saw multiple hats and shirts. And I was out to dinner on Friday night during that game. And I'm a, I mean, I'm an anti phone at dinner person. I think it's just awful, but I did a few times secretly check my phone (laughs) and I noticed in the restaurant that a large number of people were also cheering and checking their phones at the same time. So I think it was kind of the, (laughs) almost like a gas that was covering all of New Jersey and bringing everyone in together that you couldn't avoid breathing in the spirit of St. Peter's this weekend in New Jersey. I was so removed. I was kept on like, why are all these peacocks all around? Everybody's got peacocks posted I was like, oh, and then I finally remembered. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> I will say, I'm being out here in Los Angeles, I started getting random texts from basketball-loving friends of mine that were like, are you, you're in LA, right? And I was like, yeah. And people were like, we got to watch the St. Peter's game with you. So there were a bunch of us that got together because I think a lot of people were like, oh, that's awesome. You appeared here and now we get to watch you watch this and that will increase our fun of this Cinderella story. So again, we've been talking about them a lot on the show, but uh, St. Peter's, that was amazing. But that being said, we need a light production. So here's what we're doing tonight, fellas. Oh boy. Nice, simple one that will lead to a lot of conversations and tangents. NJ.com, 
uh, just today I found it, I believe it came out today, uh, put out a list of the 51 best New Jersey movies of all time. It came out yesterday, excuse me. Uh, I want you guys to guess what movies you think are on the list and what numbers they land at, and that will be our episode for the evening. And I think the three of us could certainly talk for an hour off of that, and I think there's some surprises on here and some things that you'll be mad aren't on the list and some numbers that you will go... That makes no sense. I can't think of any movies now. Okay, Nick. So is the <laughs> I blanked. the criteria is movies that were are in the movie world set in New Jersey. Most of them are set in New Jersey. Um, some of them have sort of like lighter Jersey associations than that. Huh. But most of them are movies that are are set in New Jersey. Oh, I have one. I have one. Okay, what do you think? Harold and Kumar. Because every I was I was near that White Castle where everybody thinks is a White Castle that was in that movie, uh-huh. and they're all like these guys from South Jersey. And they're like, "We're going to that White Castle. That's the one from Harold and Kumar." I was like, "Okay, have fun." And Nick, if you had to guess <laughs> out of fifty-one ranked movies, because I'll tell you, Harold and Kumar is on the list. So good job. If you had to guess out of number one out of fifty-one, where do you put it? Um, probably uh, like Stoner Culture, maybe twenty-five. Okay, Mike T. Any guess as to where Harold and Kumar lands? If I had to rank it, I would put that around 18 because that's a great movie. It's very funny and it is extremely New Jersey. <laughs> I'm with you guys. I also think it's one of the more Jersey movies of all time. Laugh Out Loud brought Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris's career back. Yeah, seriously. Immortalized our state's relationship Rap with Rangers. White Castle. That being said, I was a little peeved. It, it ranked in at number 44 out of wow. 51. Whoa. Number 44. This list is weird. Well, we know what number one is, right? Am I going to be wrong on number one? Well, hold on. All right. Mike D has the next guest. Right. Um, yeah, they list it as number 44. Even though Jer- Cal Penn is a Jersey native. He's from Marlboro and Freehold, they say. Most of it was filmed in Toronto. Ah, and uh, they list the best Jersey moment of each of these films. Really? And they say the best, a thing I've long made fun of. The best Jersey moment come with comes with the ridiculously inaccurate Garden State geography. These guys live in Hoboken but decide to drive to New Brunswick for White Castle. There's a dozen locations closer. Then when they get there, they're told the next nearest one is Cherry Hill. Maybe the writers were stoned when they forged this plot. Inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just like picking places on a map. I do think it is funny that you drive past 10 White Castles if you actually chart their course in that movie but that's one of the most jersey movies of all time i've told the story on the show before about how my dad worked in puerto rico for a while and was living there by himself and sadly went and saw harold and kumar in a a movie theater and he was the only one in the movie theater and i don't know that i've my heart has ever bled more than thinking about my father watching harold and kumar by himself alone in the theater it's a great movie number 44 on the list out of 51 this is where these uh as these things unfold i think we're going to start to have some real discrepancies why don't you make any stabs in the dark at where you want Go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big swing and I'm hope this movie has to be on the list and I think it has to be in the top five. Welcome to the dollhouse. Oh okay. so good. It is on the list. That is one of the that is the ultimate Are you guys part of my special people club? New Jersey emo kid movie. Mike T, you're saying top five? Yes. Nick, where would you put Welcome to the Dollhouse? See, it's like one of those movies that's like kinda culty, but it's like popular sort of now, but uh, I'm going to say, no, maybe 30, somewhere around 30. They put it at 24. Oh, I was close. Really? Is this Price is Right close without going over? <laughs> I'm with I'm with Mike D. I would have thought this one would have been much higher. Uh, it was filmed in West Caldwell. Too culty. Let's, let's talk about that movie, by the way. 
I watched that movie with my brother. Watching a movie about fucked up bullying with just me and my brother in our basement, you can imagine that was an intent. We got to the end of that movie and my brother was like, that wasn't, she didn't have it that bad. (laughs) I put up with worse than that. And that was definitely a movie that I think someone in our group of friends had a VHS copy of this and we all just continually passed it around. Yeah, that movie feels very real to... I would say it does feel very Jersey. It feels very real specifically, I think, to people of our age of New Jersey, like a pre-internet bullying, Yes, being an outcast. Like it really, really made a lot of sense to me um, when I watched that movie in a way that was uncomfortable. And I think a lot of people react to it like that. I think that's probably why it's not type five, Mike D. I think if you're a little older than us or a little younger than us, there's just aspects of it that don't make as much sense. But holy shit. I mean, that scene, that scene where the guy's like threatening to like, you know, take her against her will and all You're like, oh my God, this movie's so fucked up. But I knew a hundred, how many, that movie, the dirtbag character in that movie who threatens to, you know, sexually assault that girl. How many dirtbags like that were there in the halls of West Orange High School when we were there? Yeah, there was an entire certain hallway that was just an analog of that person. <laughs> I could think I could name a dozen of them right now. That is a character that I bet if you didn't grow up in New Jersey feels like it's insane and too big, but holy shit, man, those people were like everywhere in North Jersey back then. Easily identifiable with dirt stash. If you have dirt stash. Uh, Yeah. I was just, when I pictured him in my head, Nick, he had a dirt stash. Like, no question. Dirt stash. I can think of the exact haircut. (laughs) Sort of feathered. T-shirt from an off-brand metal band. Yes. Metal t-shirt, like work boots with jeans and the jeans are all fucked up. Um, and they're uh, baggy boots jeans. with they're, sweatpants. They're not like metal heads where they're going to wear tight jeans. These are like, these are like people wearing like loose jeans in the early nineties with dirt stashes that were just bad people doing bad things for fun. That was such a real character, man. Such a real character. The actor, I remember the first time I saw that, what the reason I liked the movie so much when I, back then, and I think when did this probably came out in like 94, 95, right? Was the the actor ninety six Heather Maserato? I remember thinking, oh, she feels like a person, like a real person. She didn't feel like a an actor or a child actor, right? Like she felt like someone that that we went to school with, and I thought that was kind of an amazing thing about that film for New Jersey. Only twenty four, so we we haven't even found a top fifteen film yet between. <laughs> Between us, Phyllis. Okay, Nick, you got another guess? Anything else coming to mind? Yeah. Where, are we shooting for the top? Are we trying to get number one? I want to see you guys. This is very fun for me because I've read through this whole list. And I'm like, it's a really great list, but I'm baffled at some of the choices. Mike probably did too. He probably definitely saw it inadvertently. I didn't read. I'm shocked that I haven't read this yet, but I think it's because I had a lot of running to do yesterday <laughs> and I didn't get all the way through the Sunday paper. Uh, Usually I do, but sadly I did not yesterday. I, I really like the list. I think there's some great choices on it. I'm a little baffled at the order and I like that that's going to keep unfolding. I feel like you guys are going to get more and more confused, perhaps even perturbed at some of the numbering on this because I'm having a hard time remembering a lot of Jersey movies. I know like once I heard I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Like whatever. So we've already nailed two on their list. Harold and Kumar, which should absolutely be higher. What about this one, Nick? This was you and I as kids. This was a sleepover and late night regular TV channel classic. 
Eddie and the Cruisers has to be on that list. Oh my gosh. Right? That was on definitely nonstop. I'm so happy you brought it up. I would put that high though. I would put that at like it is on the list. 46. Because it's not a very good movie. That's another one. It's kind of like okay, your guess is 46, Mike D, Mickey Bonaduce. Your guess I'm gonna Eddie go, and the Cruisers out of 51 of the top movies, where would you rank that? I'm gonna go for a real oddball one here. It's probably gonna be like uh we'll do 38. Mike D, you guessed 46. It's 48. Ah, I was close. Oh, oh, there you go, Mike D. Close. Eddie and the Cruisers is the fucking best, man. And I don't know if anybody else watches it if you're not from New Jersey. I watched this in a fucking college class at Rutgers. Hmm. I took a class called Jerseyana, New Jersey as a Culture, and they showed us Eddie and the Cruisers as part of the college class. That shit is fucking wild, man. That movie, you're right, Mike D, that fits... That is a Channel 9 movie through and through, right? Yes. Meaning it is not a good movie, but holy shit, is it fun. I mean, it's basically a a generic retelling of the Bruce Springsteen story without the charm of right. Bruce Springsteen or anyone in the E Street band. 100%. Early, early performances of Tom Berenger and Joe Pantoliano, mm. Joey Pants, getting his start out in there. And it is, it's like... If you fictionalized Bruce Springsteen's story barely and then made a movie out of it. I love that movie so much. Do you guys know about uh, its sequel, Eddie Lives? No. Nope. Uh, we haven't talked about this. Is it a horror movie? Eddie Lives is one of the most bizarre movies there is. So the first one um, is great. And then the second one, it's very, very weird. So I'll, I'll, I'll read you some of the description. Eddie Lives is not on the Star Ledger list, nor should it be. The first one barely is. Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie Lives. We got to talk about this. We probably should have been talking about this already. So Satin Records rejected Eddie and the Cruisers' last album, A Season in Hell, 20 years earlier. Now Satin launches an Eddie Lives campaign to make more money off of Eddie's image as a publicity stunt, despite their belief that Eddie's dead. The record label re-releases the band's first album. It becomes an even bigger hit than upon its first release. They release Lost Recordings... Eddie's actually alive. He slipped away from the car crash that caused his death. He began a new life under an assumed name. Disgusted by the music industry, he decided to leave it behind. The newly generated spotlight on his supposed death angers the reclusive rocker who now resides in Canada as construction worker Joe West. He gets involved with a struggling bar band and his passion for music, along with desperate anger, resurfaces. Wow. He decides to confront Eddie's talents once and for all. He challenged the bar band. So it's, it's a movie about Eddie having faked his death. Because the first one, I think the premise is that he has, I think you know pretty early that he died in a car crash. Right. And then it's like people remembering him. Yeah. And this one presupposes a very weird plot where he, uh, he's been alive this whole time doing construction in Canada and decides to get revenge. Who signed off on that plot? I want to know what that meeting was oh like. My goodness. <laughs> like. Can we milk this story a little more? Is there any way? We got to write the third one. With special guest appearances by Larry King, Martha Quinn, and Bo Diddley. Weird. A good lineup of guest stars, though. They made it in 30 days. A mere 30 days. They made it in four and a half hours. <laughs> they filmed the concert footage uh, in Las Vegas at a Bon Jovi show after in between Skid Row and Bon Jovi. Oh my God, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It only grossed $536,000. Oof. Critics were critical of the producers for being more concerned about selling soundtrack albums for the film than promoting the film itself. Because <laughs> Eddie and the Cruisers, they got that one song that's fucking... There's a song from that soundtrack that's great. What is that song? 
play it. I got to hear it now. I just heard it. And I was like, what is that? And then it, it was the Eddie and the Cruiser song. We should have like music playing in the background while we're doing this. That unprofessional? I think it's this. I think it's on the dark side. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to play. Oh, it's like, we're really hanging out. It really is. I mean, th this one is loose. Look, we had a long weekend of heavy production work. I'm out in LA. It's hard for all of us to get organized. But so what we're going to do is we're going to have a real light one. There's all the obvious ones I'm thinking of. I know you're searching for that song, but I, I'm curious. I had a question. I had one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, okay. This is great. They just wrote a fake yeah, Springsteen awesome. song. Yeah, and this is a bootleg Springsteen song. Fantastic. This is what Bruce Springsteen would sound like after his deal with the devil expired and the devil took his soul. What I like about you, you really know how to dance. <laughs> Is he wearing a Halloween t-shirt? so good. That's not a bad tune right there. That's not a bad tune. Did the nerds cover it? Eddie and the Cruisers, an accurate uh, 48 on this list. Let's see. I mean, they have the line in this movie, we ain't great, we're just some guys from Jersey, said by a character, Sal Amato, the bassist. I mean, this is a very Jersey movie. Commercial and critical flop, but you got to love it. Uh, the best Jersey moment they list is Eddie and the Cruisers get their start at legendary Summers Point nightclub Tony Martin. Uh -huh. um, Eddie and the Cruisers is the best. Anybody who's a fan of Jersey culture and life, it's it's not a good movie, but goddamn, you're going to have a fun time watching it. I remember it showed up on a syllabus for that Jersey Anna class. I was like, Eddie and the Cruisers, what the fuck is that? We watched it in there. I was like, this movie's fun and I like it. This is dumb and dramatic and I like it, even though it's bad. In the same way that I like the Warriors on Channel 9 mm. and Clash of the Titans, it fits right into that. Oh, so good. Right into that WPIX mode. Okay, Nikki Bonaduce. Any other guesses? We've nailed it. Three for three. We have not had, nobody's gotten a big red X like on a Family Feud just yet. I'm going to go somewhere top of list now. So I pick a movie now? Yeah, yeah. Where do I have to pick? Okay. Uh, Clerks. That's the obvious one I have to say before I forget it. Say it's one of many I'd say it's Kevin Smith representations on this. Maybe we can even go through all his numbers to get it through. <laughs> Where do you think it is as far as Jersey movies number wise, Nikki Bonaduce? Probably top five. Maybe even like a a three. I'll go for a three. You're picking three, Mike D. You want to pick a number for where they put clerks? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with three too. I think it's one of the greatest films about New Jersey, and it's just a great film. Period. Came in at number two, fellas. Well done. Whoa. Oh wow! Yeah, let's go ahead and just see. I mean, Kevin Ooh, Smith. I didn't think I'd be that close. Kevin Smith got a lot of love. Uh, Mallrats came in at 42, which frankly, I think it should have been... Should have been much lower than 42. Jay and Silent Bob got four... Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back got number 40. Oh, okay. Clerks 2 got 34. 
Mall Rats is better than Clerks too. No question. Yeah. Okay, and we could fight about this all day. Dogma is at 19. I like that. That's fair. That seems accurate. Okay, I like that movie. Chasing Amy at 12. Mm. Clerks at two. Okay. I mean, they did, he made a movie called Jersey Girl. They didn't even put it on the list. It's not, it's not his best. It's not his finest hour. I also, I got to tell you guys, I've been meaning to tell you, on the plane, on the way out here, there's a documentary about him called Clerk, and I watched it. Was it good? It's pretty fucking great. Ooh. It makes me like him even more. Kevin Smith, we were just talking about Eddie and the Cruisers, and God damn it, if his movies aren't made by somebody who grew up watching movies like that, like watchable, fun movies that aren't great. Kevin Smith is a likable dude and a good guy and has made good shit. And that documentary, Clerk, it starts with a Springsteen song, and at one point he says a quote of Springsteen's, and he chokes up while he's saying it. And this movie clearly has an unspoken goal of saying, um, you know, Kevin Smith is the Springsteen of film. Like and uh, and it really makes a good argument that that he might he might be. I don't know if he would ever have made stuff of the same quality as Bruce's best, but mentality wise, he might be. God damn it, man! We're lucky to have that guy. We got to get him on this show somehow. He would be our one of our. That would be one of the ultimate guests. I would say to have Kevin Smith on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like meet him somewhere in Jersey and hang out. They also list, you know, every every movie on this list, they list the best Jersey moment, I've been telling you. And this one, it says, why impose a limit? Dante's girlfriend, Veronica, brings him a lasagna at work. Silent Bob's Russian metalhead cousin, Olaf, mints an instant classic outside the quick stuff with Berserker. Someone dies in the bathroom, but no one notices until it's much too late for a traumatized Caitlin. Uh, there's 8 million stories in the Garden State. This has been one of them. I mean, when you list it like that, you are like... It really is, that's why Clerks is so fucking brilliant, isn't it? To people like us is, all it is is a movie where a group of, some guy from Jersey just listed every funny story from his hometown and then just put them as vignettes in the same movie. I mean, that is pretty fucking brilliant to come out of the gate with that. Somebody should make a podcast like that. I want to, since, since we're covering Kevin Smith, yeah, he had six movies on the list, I believe. Um, they say the most Jersey moment in Mallrats, it, it's making me laugh. When Brody tells the Easter bunny who picks him up that the bunny at the Menlo Park Mall was more convincing. <laughs> great, great moment in film. Jay and Silent Bob, the Jer- most Jersey moment is, uh, silent is, uh, Jay outside of RSC video and Leonardo saying 15 bucks, little man, put that shit in my hand. Put it in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> Clerks to the most Jersey moment is, um, the resentment between, uh, Randall and Dante over his plans to leave town. Mm, dogma. Let's see. The, the fact that, um, God, the God force likes to assume human form in order to play skee ball is the most <laughs> Jersey thing, which I think is very true. He always gives his three points away to neighborhood children. They find him. Yeah. And chasing Amy, the most Jersey moment is, oh, they say Silent Bob's famous uh, speech, which I think is fair. I love it, man. I love that they took a big swing and put clerks number two. You would think they might feel some pressure to say like, oh, it's not the most, um, Highbrow movie. It's gross. It's a gross out movie. Kevin Smith. People roll their eyes at him. God bless the Star Ledger for standing by our boy, man. Kevin Smith's the shit. It's hard not to love Kevin Smith through the New Jersey lens. Yeah. It really is true. It really is true. Does he still live in Jersey? I need to know more about him. He lives mostly in LA now, but he still has a house in Monmouth County, I think. Oh, and he good. owns the fucking Quick Stop. He bought the Quick Stop. Nice. Yeah. 
he keeps keeping it open. But yeah, when you go to like, um, what is it, Red Bank, they have his store there. Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Sesh, great comic book store. Like, yeah. obviously, that TV show he produced, Comic Book Man, was based out of it. Um, but outside of that, as a longtime, you know, lifelong comic book fan, it's also just a great fucking comic store. I haven't been in a while, but Ooh, Red Bank's I awesome. I can't imagine they let the quality slip. There's so much cool stuff in Red Bank, too. Fun little place. Yeah. I'm really curious if that's number two, what the number one. I have a feeling I know what it is. New Jersey film could be. Yeah, I was surprised. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to reveal something. And maybe when we get there, you guys will flip out. I haven't seen it. You might be like, Chris, how have you not fucking seen it? I haven't seen the number one Jersey film. I looked it up and I- Get out of here. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I wonder if I've seen it. Now I'm questioning. I also might have just missed the boat. There's certain things that I just missed the boat. There's like bands everybody loves. Like, I'm still like on the list. I'm like, I'll check out Arcade Fire sometime. They're like an indie band that won a Grammy. I'm like, I know I'm missing the boat on this, you know? So I missed the boat on things. But this is one I don't know that I've heard too much chatter about. This number one film. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you might, Nick, you say you think you know what it is now. I thought I know what I, I'm, I'm not, it's not my turn anyway, right? You can go, right? We're keeping this one loose. What do you think it is since we're, since we're, uh, I think, you know what, because of popularity, like not just in Jersey, but like in actual, like real towns, I'm going to say garden state, garden state. Um, it is on the list. Okay, really? It's not that high. It is not number one. I was guessing because I thought it was a very popular I, movie. I'm going to say something. I think it is a very, or was a very popular movie. It's number 46. Good. Wow. Let's talk about this, Mike D, because I have the same reaction that you do. It was very popular, and then I feel like it was instantly kind of like getting eye rolls. And I remember a lot, I lived in the city then. A lot of my friends were seeing it flipping out, and I went and watched it, and my instant reaction was like, this might be a good indie flick. You can't call this shit Garden State. You can't take that name for this movie. This movie feels very like very precious and very twee really? in a way where you don't get to put the name Garden State on that. I don't know if that's your reaction as well, Mike D. I was going to say it's like the Livingston of indie films. Wow. It was just to me like- Well said. Made by people who wanted to like, to associate with New Jersey, but had no actual New Jersey soul in it whatsoever. It could have been set anywhere. And he's from South Orange. He's from South Orange. Now, their most Jersey moment is the one thing I think of from that movie uh -huh. um, that made me laugh hard, where I was like, you can call it Garden State if you do more of that. Do you guys remember the one scene that's like truly Jersey that he did now? No. The fact that the mom's boyfriend is uh, leaving the house in a suit of armor because his day job is he's a knight at yeah. <laughs> That is pretty funny. Right. That's a very friend. funny scene. That's a very Jersey scene. And they came close. There's that thing where they go into the reservoir and there's an abandoned boat down there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's close to the weird New Jersey vibe. But then- Yeah, they, like a quarry. I think I thought of like West oh, Orange. Quarry. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that movie feels too fucking precious. That movie feels like, it's like a movie version of just listening to Bell and Sebastian forever. No thanks. <laughs> Thanks. No, thanks. Don't get me started. People get mad at me because I don't like Bell and Sebastian. I don't know that this is the number one movie, but I think it should be. And that I, I almost you, I would almost disagree with anyone who says this is not, which is the Toxic Avenger. Ooh, that is the most New Jersey movie of all time, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's on the list. It's a legend. It's on the list. Cult classic, like long before making movies in New Jersey was a thing. The Toxic Avenger was there. It's not number one. Oh, it's number ten. Oh no way! Hmm. I'm shocked. It's even that high. I love that movie. Toxic Avenger got top ten again. 
I think the Star Ledger did us right on this list. They look, is Toxic Avenger gonna be like hailed as a critical classic? No way, but it's the fucking shit. Um, it says the best Jersey moments is that this movie was shot in real life Jersey locations, including Jersey City, Boot, and Paramus, Harrison, and Rutherford. Yeah, Rutherford. It's like in the swamps, I think. We got our own superhero, baby. We got the Toxic Avenger. He's the best. And uh, they're rebooting it right now with New Jersey native Peter Dinklage in the title. No way, really? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to be the Toxic Avenger? Is he going to be the Toxic Avenger? It looks like it. Oh. says he's in the titular role. Oh, that'd be an interesting take on it, huh? Heavily approve of that. Toxic Avenger is great. And I think the first time I saw a boob might have been one of the Toxic Avenger sequels. There was a scene where he like Ooh. is in Japan and goes into a girl's locker room and all the girls run out naked. And I saw like 30 boobs the first time I saw boobs. It was either that or National Lampoon's European Vacation. I know that for a fact. Oh, it's probably, for me, Revenge of the Nerds, definitely. And also, fun fact is, I was going to say friend of the podcast, but actually just friend, my brother is in a later incarnation of one of the Toxic Avenger films in an extremely I don't, <laughs> disgusting scene where I, I believe he's I decapitated. Yeah, Get out of here. Ask him about it. He, I forget which. He's in one of the Toxic Avenger films. He has a very small part, though, where he is on screen, and I believe he is decapitated, and possibly his decapitated head gives someone oral sex. What? Your brother is in the Toxic Avenger movie? That's like the most fucking yes. Jersey bona fide I've ever heard, easily man. Confer easily confirmed. Oh my God, I have to find that out. Oh my God. I love that both Clerks and Toxic Avenger are in the top 10, but neither got the number one spot. We're going to keep guessing for the duration of this episode. We're 32 minutes into recording. Uh. Let's see if we can get there because it's getting weird, right? You're starting to rack your brain. Like, what could it be? Again, a movie I haven't seen. I'm going to watch it probably tonight. Hmm. Huh, it's a movie you haven't seen, so it must be... You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. I have not, not seen sure it, number one. not sure Jersey. And I haven't heard much chatter about it, hmm. frankly, but I might have just missed the boat. Nikki Bonaduce, any other guesses as to what is on this list? And specifically, what could beat Clerks? Is Diner Jersey or is it more like Philly? Diner is a Baltimore movie. Oh, that's Baltimore. That's right. I, I just rewatched it. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I would say then uh, The Wrestler. That's got to be up there. That's got to be on there. Right? Truly a Jersey movie. Uh, that's number four on the list. Ooh, okay. So we've revealed the two and the four. Numbers one and three, mm. not on there. Um, Man, it's going to be a tough It says one. that The Wrestler's best Jersey moment is being, again, filmed all over Jersey, including Bayonne, Hasbro Heights, Lyndon Garfield, and Elizabeth. Uh, Randy takes a step towards building a relationship with his daughter against the ocean background of the Asbury Park boardwalk. But the angsty supermarket scenes where he faces the unrelenting petty demands of customers are some of the most Jersey notes of the film. That movie, as a <laughs> lifelong fan of wrestling and a lifelong fan of New Jersey, that movie worked for me. Yeah. Not only is, are there those great, great scenes set on the Asbury Park boardwalk, but thank God they got those because... They they got they chronicled on film in a pretty beautiful way what Asbury Park used to be, yeah. and I think just before it flipped to what it is now. And for anybody who's moved to the state recently or who's too young to remember, when you hear all the stories of like, oh, Asbury Park, those all those scenes in those abandoned buildings, that's what Asbury Park was through and through for most of my life. What a good fucking flick. Maybe I'm overselling this for nostalgia reasons, but could the number one film, which has one of the all-time greatest movie quotes, could it be Lean on Me? Oh. Great guess. That's a very New Jersey. It's actually a, a very good movie, too. 
It is on the list. Mike's wondering if it's number one. Nick, you got any guesses as to where Lean On Me could be? Hmm. That is a classic. Oh my gosh. Um, they used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call, call me Batman. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I, dude, I remember before that was, I remember listening on the radio to like 1010 Wins and they were reporting on that when I was a kid, like on my way to school. Uh, it's number 41. What? Wow. Number 41. See, that's, it's like weird. I think that's like a socially significant movie too. You know, it's like really, it's Jersey, but it's chronicling a part of um, New Jersey that, like, you know, we grew up around and probably didn't have any insight into like what it was, you know, really like and what, what it was happening at that time. But yeah, that sucks. I mean, I watched that as a kid. It was such a good movie. You watched it like a million times, right? Yeah. Like it was just one of those movies. Yeah. It was, it, that was like an early cable on all the time. Is that, it, that was right in the thing of like, that was on all the time. Then it was Groundhog Day, then Shawshank. Like it was on that level. It was on TV on a Groundhog Day, <laughs> Shawshank level of frequency. Iron Eagle. Oh, I just watched Shawshank the other All day. All that shit, man. Sam's, when he's telling Sam's just jump off the roof, jump off the roof. Imagine if our high school principal was telling us to jump off the roof and kill ourselves. Fucking Dr. Tom Finnegan. He probably would have just pushed us. <laughs> yeah, he probably wanted us. <laughs> he would have make my life easier. Like, uh, there's nobody up here. There's no cameras. <laughs> Give me less paperwork to fill out from you assholes who never stop causing trouble. That movie, Lean On Me is good. And it was, yeah, based on very real stuff. I remember being, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade, I think, when all the Joe Clark stuff went down. I am a little surprised that this one is up in the 40s. Because um, I also think it's one of Morgan Freeman's, like, yeah, it's, um, you know, a beloved iconic actor. And I think it was one of the early ones that cemented him as such. Yeah. <sighs> Says the most Jersey moment is uh, the scene where Joe Clark tells the mayor of Patterson to tell the state to go to hell. Talking smack to politicians doesn't get more Jersey than that. True. Okay. So number two remains undiscovered. Or no, number three. Number one remained undiscovered. We've knocked six off just by going through Kevin Smith's vast catalog. <laughs> Um, oh my God, I can't think of it. We're narrowing it down here, but we're starting to get some good guesses too. The Lean On Me guess was really great, Mike. I can't think, I mean, I can think of a ton more New Jersey movies, but I can't think of one that would be better, considered better than Clerks. Oh, okay, unless we go down the, the sort of pretentious film route, right? There's definitely some like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, the station agent, uh -huh. right? Like, is that is that on the list? Is that number one? I mean, not that that's not a good film because it is a very cool film. Station agent is number six on the film, huh. on the list rather. It's number six. Wow. I would go so far as to say you're right that station agent's pretentious, Mike. I like it a lot though. I think that movie is what Garden State is hoping to be. Yeah, hmm. yeah. If that makes sense. It's like listening to... Like Modest Mouse instead of Bell and Sebastian. You know, where I'm like, this is super pretentious, but it also fucking rips, man. Float on. Agree. And song. I only meant pretentious in the sense that, like, it's not the Toxic Avenger or Clerks. No, I like that film a lot. When I first saw it, I thought it was fantastic. I, st I still think it's a great film. So I have no, I like The Station Agent. I have no problem with it. It's very weird, too, actually. Very for weird. A, a fancy film. I got to watch that. I don't think I ever watched oh, it. Oh, Nick, it's, it's great. It's, it's really good. It, it, I think it oh was Peter Dinklage's like, breakout role. Oh. And it's him and Bobby Cannavale, who's also a Jersey guy. Isn't he also in that movie Safe Men? Where he's like the guy who breaks the legs. I forget. I don't know. He's like the little enforcer. Um, but it's amazing. Fences. And Nick, you will immediately recognize it. I actually just drove past it. It's about, uh, 
you know, it, it relates to like these people loving train culture too. But there's um, up in West Milford, off of 23, there's this little abandoned train station in Newfoundland. Okay. And I've, I just drove past it the other day. And as soon as I drove past it, I was like, hey, that's the fucking station from Station Agent. Because it stands out so much as this weird thing. And that is, like we were saying, like they have that scene where they go in the quarry and there's abandoned boat in Garden State, but it's just a little too precious for a weird New Jersey kid. The station agent, it's like they're hanging out at this weird tiny little station that's abandoned up in West Milford. And it feels really real on what we are. And it is, you know what it is? It's like there's the clerk's side of New Jersey cool Right there's the Kevin Smith like fuck it we're dirtbags we play street hockey we say we curse too much but we fucking own our shit there's like that side of Jersey that can be very cool but there is a pretentious side of Jersey coolness too and I say this with love as someone who's pretty much been listening my whole life there's like the WFMU hipness which can get a little pretentious right like let's not pretend that there's people out there who are gonna listen to like you know, people banging on pipes for 90 straight minutes and there's nothing pretentious about that. Like, but it's still fucking rad. And there's that WFMU side of Jersey cool, which doesn't get as much play outside of the state. And I think station agent almost ties into that side of the Jersey mentality watch that of like, there, there are thinkers here. There are people really in touch with cool shit here. And station agent pushes all those buttons. The premise of it is cool too. I forget the exact premise. It's something, it's been a while since I've seen it, but doesn't he like, I can't remember if he either buys that abandoned train station or it's given to him, something like that, right? And he decides that he's going to take over this abandoned train station and then it becomes sort of a, like a, a character film about all the oddball people that come you know, around there, right? That's that's kind mm-hmm. of the setup for the for the film. But it's very Jersey, like a hundred percent. It says the most Jersey aspect of this movie is that Bobby Cannavale's hot, character runs a hot dog truck, which is <laughs> really great. Oh, really great. May, okay, I'm gonna take a flyer, maybe on this one. Okay, I can't believe we haven't brought this one up yet. The number one greatest New Jersey movie possibly should be Friday the Thirteenth. Great guess, Mike T. Oh, wow. Great guess. Right? That's It's on the list. Because it was filmed here? Because in the movie, it's not like they're in Jersey. Well, Camp Crystal Lake is Jersey. It is number 35 on the list. Ooh. And Nick, you are right. <laughs> it says it even says best Jersey moment. It says there isn't a ton of overt Jerseyness to the movie, but there is a scene where camp owner Steve Christmy, Christie grabs a bite at the Blairstown Diner before his ultimate design, demise. And yes, it was the real Blairstown Diner, which still stands today. Ah, how do you get to Blairstown? I think that probably would be higher if it had if it was more blatant wearing its jerseyness on its sleeve. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh, I also, dude, my neighbor, my next door neighbor passed. Well, before he passed away, he gave my brother a garbage bag full of old clothes that was in his garage. And my neighbor was a fireman, but I think he might have been cool. Because remember, my brother used to wear that fucking insane orange jumpsuit to school. Sure do. Yeah, that was from that bag of clothes. I mean, I, I don't know how my brother lived when he wore that to school. I don't know how he came back alive, let alone, at the very least, I don't know how he didn't come home just in his fucking boxer shorts, because I don't know how nobody tore that off his body. It's shocking. I know that it was a pretty dusty orange color, and I can't corduroy. remember, I couldn't remember if it was corduroy or suede, yeah. Yeah, it was an orange corduroy jumpsuit. It was, I don't know how he didn't just come home 
in his socks and underwear that day because someone should have torn that off his body and I'm shocked. <laughs> but there's also a t-shirt in that bag that it was a red, I never forgot it. And I've looked it up to see if I could find it again. I had it for years. It was just a red t-shirt that said, where the hell is Blairstown? Oh, I have pictures yeah, I of your brother that. wearing. Yes. I got it from him at some point and I must have fucking accidentally thrown it out. No. Or Unless he has <gasps> it somewhere, man. I got to find that where the hell is Blairstown t-shirt. That's a classic. It was the best. It was the coolest thing I ever owned. Okay, not Friday the 13th. We're, um, we're past 42 minutes. So Nikki Bonaduce, why don't you take one more guess? And then what we'll do- I have no, you know I have we'll no idea. I can't even think Nikki, of it. I know- I, Or, we'll, yeah, or if you want to pass to Mike for one more. And then what we'll do is we'll start at 51 and we'll just quickly okay. work our way down. If any jump out, we'll Excellent. stop and talk at them more at length, but we'll try to fly through and get oh. down to number one. Because I'm really fascinated to see if you guys have seen number one. Because if not, we might have to have like a hang and I'll watch it together. Yeah, we'll have a watch, watch okay, party. Nick, Nick is racking his brain. Mike, any other movies come out? I don't think this is number one, but it's a New Jersey movie that I love a lot because it's set in a strange part of New Jersey that we talk about a lot. Have you ever seen Copland with Sylvester Stallone and Ray Liotta? It's a really great movie that's basically about a town that's an analog to any one of those just over the George Washington Bridge, Bergen County towns, where the police force is ridiculously corrupt and basically run the town as sort of a mini fiefdom for, for cops, et cetera. It's a great movie. I don't, it's, I'd be shocked if it's number not one on the list. Really? It's not on the 51. <gasps> huh? I've never seen I'm it. I'm shocked. Let me, let me double check. Is it one word or two? Oh, it is. Uh, on the list. I'm so sorry. I put it in as oh. one word. It's number 37. Good film. It says what a cast. Salone, Keitel, Ray Liotta and Robert De Niro playing the sheriff of Garrison, a fictional New Jersey town across the Hudson. It says, the most Jersey night is Stallone laying on a couch, listening to Drive All Night by Bruce, reflecting on the, his feelings for the wife of one of the corrupt cops, played by Glor- the woman who played Gloria on The Sopranos. Five out of five Taylor Hams of Jerseyness. <laughs> um, Sylvester Stallone in it is extremely believable as like a Goombats New Jersey cop. He's great in Oh my guys, excellent. Okay, should we start at the top of the list and work our way down? We'll, like I said, we won't have time to like dive deep into all the ones we missed. Um, but stop me if there's any where you're like, holy shit, that was a great movie or yeah. holy shit, that shouldn't be on the list. Whatever, strong reactions. Okay, ready? All right. Number yeah. 51 is a 1976 film called Alice Sweet oh. Alice. Okay. Um, I forgot a classic one I just thought of now. Which was that? Um, Atlantic City. Nikki Bonaduce. You nailed the number one. No way, for real? Did you look that shit up? Be honest. No, I just watched it the other day. I just as When you said Alice, Alice triggered Atlantic City in my head. And I'm like, I used to watch that movie all the time because he would like... It was a time of like Atlantic City, but it was like weird where there was still card games going on and like, you know, it's a crazy, you know, it's just a crazy storyline. Anyway. All right. We got into it. Let's spend some time on this. Number one, I have never seen it. The 1980 Susan Sarandon vehicle, Atlantic City. Mike D, have you seen it? I've never seen it. No. Whoa. You got to see it. Burt Lancaster. Is it as good as they're saying on this list, Nikki? It is. It's like a dark movie, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, and when you talk about, um, seeing Asbury before it was transformed. Um, if you watch Atlantic City, it shows you like what 
Atlantic City was like years ago. Mike D, here's what they say. Here's a good perspective. This perfect New Jersey movie starring Edison, Susan Sarandon captures the boardwalk, Freylinger's Peanut World, and Atlantic City at a Renaissance. This one on the verge of the 80s. Lucy the Elephant, grand hotels being imploded, old apartments clinging on. This could be no place but Atlantic City. Lou, played by Burt Lancaster, is tougher than young, young thugs and sexier than most 67 years old. It's a completely believable and New Jersey-worthy tale of a scrappy woman, a scrappier older man, and the strange characters boardwalks attract. So good. Moreover, the film captures a quality most people never notice. It celebrates fading beauty. Mm. As vestiges of Atlantic City elegant hotels Atlantic City's elegant hotels and apartments are erased. Lou reminisces about the city he loved. While he begins as a voyeur watching Sally at her kitchen sink scrubbing the stink of fish from her job at the raw bar, they become real friends over time. It's an unlikely friendship, the low-level wise guy and this determined yet naive woman. It's also the sort of movie you'll be thinking of weeks after watching and pining for those days before modern glass casinos took over the boardwalk. Huh. It says the most Jersey moment is when Lou says the quote, they used to call Atlantic City the lungs of Philadelphia. Hmm. And I looked it up. It's streaming free on Pluto TV. <laughs> oh, it's it's a good one. It's like, uh, it might be on HBO Max, too. I can't remember. So, Nick, you just watched it. Yeah, I just watched it. And I wa- it's one of those movies that if I happen to see it, like, um, and it's on, I'll, like, I'll, like, catch my attention. I'm like, you know what? Let me watch that for a little bit. And better than Clerks. So, I still do that. Like, and I watch a lot of, like, classic, more classic You're saying it's better movies. than Clerks? You're saying it's better than Eddie, Eddie and the Cruisers? It's better than Clerks in certain ways. It's just, like, a more... Um, I like kind of movies like that anyway. Um, and I like I like the laugh. They're just two totally different kinds of movies. I don't think you can compare them, really. Atlantic City, Mike you D, know. me and you might have to watch this one. Yeah, we got to get together, oh. all of us, and have a screening of this. Never seen it, but it sounds like, you know, early Susan Sarandon, I'm game. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a, I won't tell you the story, but. Did I ever tell you guys I met Susan Sarandon? Did I ever tell you the circumstances? Oh. It's a Jersey story, too. Oh, it was really? so fucking embarrassing. No. So when I lived in Jackson Heights, um, you know, I always kept a car when I lived in the city, always kept a car. And I was always jumping out to Jersey and summers, you know, I'm going down the shore. I don't need to go out to the far Rockaways with all the Brooklyn people that sent me down the Jersey shore. So I was going down the shore. I forget where, maybe Asbury Park, maybe Gunnison, maybe it was a Gunnison trip with my wife, um, which every once in a while we've been known to dabble. Um, yeah, they're always dropping his pants somewhere. <laughs> you can't keep the clothes on this guy. <laughs> so Hallie would always make fun of me because I'll go to the beach straight up in like jeans and long sleeves and like walk out onto the sand in my fucking sneakers and then strip down to my bathing suit. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just don't like walking around in a bathing suit. I feel like a fucking asshole. Oh man. Do you see who's at the beach? Look around. Dude. So this is the one day in my fucking life. I'm like, all right, I don't want to bring all these clothes. It's like 90 something degrees out, middle of summer. I throw on a pink bathing suit, short sleeve button down shirt. I put on a fucking straw hat. I'm carrying a beach umbrella and beach chairs. So I look like a fucking asshole and I'm in Queens. I'm in Jackson Heights, Queens. And I get to the end of my block. And if you know Jackson Heights, Queens, you might know one of the things it's famous for now is because the congressional representation was taken over in a, uh, a culture-altering shift by a young Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So she was running for the first time, and there were posters for everywhere, postcards. People think, like, 
it was like a real progressive wave. It wasn't, man. She fucking out hustled Joe Crowley. Joe Crowley didn't work for it. He didn't think she was a threat. He didn't hand out, he didn't, he never had anybody out there hanging out posters, handing out postcards, and she fucking out hustled and outgunned that dude. So I get to the end of my block, and who's standing there handing out postcards personally, but a young, then unknown, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh my gosh. She had like, you know, some young staffers around with postcards, but I was just like, who is this? like super, she was just like, just getting set up. She's like, hi, do you live in the neighborhood? I'm like, yeah, I live right down the block. I was like, who is this like young, energetic, super pretty, like congressional candidate? She's fucking cool. Like I've been seeing her face in the posters. Now she's at the end of my block. She starts talking to me, we got to do this and that. And I was like, yeah, I've been really excited to see like the energy you're bringing in the neighborhood, this and that. And I'm dressed like a fucking moron. I'm in a pink bathing suit and a straw fucking hat, guys. And she's like, we're getting all these fucking endorsements. And my friend Susan is here. She's helping us campaign today. To try to get excitement. <laughs> she had Susan Sarandon with her. I'm dressed like the one day in my life I go out in a fucking bathing suit in public, I meet AOC and Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Never felt like a bigger fucking asshole. And then, of course, one of the staffers is like, you're a, you're a comedian. I've seen you on The Office. I'm like, no, don't recognize me right now. Like if there's one time I don't want it to be pointed out, like, oh, no, actually, he's an actor too. Please don't have fucking Susan Sarandon pointing at my fucking awful pale chicken legs being like, yeah, he's oh. like, you and him have something in common. It's fucking terrible, man. That's really terrible. Oh, could that, did you, so did you have any interaction with her at all? Yeah, I stood and talked with them and I had a fucking beach umbrella and a beach chair and a straw hat on. When have you guys ever seen me look like that? Was she pleasant? They were super nice. They were so nice. And AOC was like, she got elected. I was like, good. I honestly was like, good. Only out of the gate, just because I was like, I met her and man, she had just fucking good, positive vibes standing on my block, man. It was so crazy to live there. It's it, It's been so crazy that I lived there when she got elected. And now I moved to Jersey where Mikey Sherrill is trying to hang on to her seat from the totally opposite end where she's not hmm. conservative, you know, like where she's a moderate in an area where she has to kind of split the difference with conservatives. So I've seen like two young dynamic Congress women be my representation who have to deal with totally different levels of bullshit. Crazy. I mean, dude, like she would show up in the neighborhood for town. AOC would show up in Jackson Heights for town halls and it'd be like people protest coming from outside of the neighborhood to protest and shit. And it was like, man, six months ago, she was just this fucking kid who was like, I want to come. Rikers is fucked up. We got to shut it down and reform it. And me being like, fuck yeah, that's yeah, we should. This other guy's been in here forever. He hasn't done it. Let's get you in there. It went from that to like, people traveling from other parts of the state to fuck with her when she showed up for town halls. It was weird. Yeah, there's a whole like, there's a whole movement of like harassment. Yeah, it was really weird. Although it did lead to one of the great moments of my time living in New York city when she was just speaking at, there was like a Queens 77th street and 37th Ave. There was a, like a Queens Jewish center and they did a lot of the community events there and she was speaking, all these protesters show up and then, all these other people are counter-protesting, trying to chase them away. And then somebody starts chanting, fuck Cuomo. And then the other side starts chanting, actually, we agree. And then it was like, <laughs> everybody hated Cuomo. It was pretty good. Anyway, we're way off track. That's my Susan Sarandon encounter story. It was so humiliating. It's a very Gethard story. Oh my God. Just my knobby, pale fucking knees out for anybody to see. I'm like, oh, and here comes the fucking... Here comes Susan Sarandon from Bull Durham. Great. Here comes. Great. Let me talk to a future congressional superstar and a legendary starlet while my knees are out. Ugh. Ugh. Never been more mad at myself. 
So Atlantic City, Mike, me and you got that on our homework list. Should we quickly run through the rest of the list so we can shout out anything else that we uh, like? Let's do it. Yeah. 51 was Alice Sweet Alice. They say uh, great shots of 1970s Patterson in there. Number 50 is the Nick Cage vehicle, 1998's Snake Eyes, which I guess was- Oh my God, I don't think I ever saw that. No, I never saw that either. Set in Atlantic City, which I didn't know. It's not the G.I. Joe character, Snake Eyes. Not the G.I. Joe one, no. no. Oh, that would be too cool. Okay, <laughs> just, just making sure. 49 is a 2007 film called Loins of Punjab Presents. Bollywood fever sweeps a small New Jersey town in this 2007 Indian film. Um, What's the town? Sound, it takes place in Edison, okay. um, which sounds very... I mean, there's a lot of movies on here I want to see. 48, the aforementioned Eddie and the Cruisers. 47 is a movie I had not heard of before this list. I would not be shocked if you guys had. It's a 1980 movie starring Debbie Harry from Blondie. It's called Union City. Never. Mm-mm. The Corpse Next Door. It's based on, it's based on a, a 1930s short story, Union City, The Corpse Next Door. A fucking movie about Union City that stars Blondie? I'll watch that. Yeah, put that on the list. Um, 46, Garden State. 45 is a 2006 Maggie Gyllenhaal movie called Sherry Baby. That's a great movie. Really? It's very sad. It's a sad movie. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. I think she's like one of the most talented actors and directors. Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? I never know. I always say Gyllenhaal. But um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a great film. It's very, very sad and depressing, but... Definitely super well made and worth watching. I see a picture of it. It was directed by a Mountainside native, and the brother and sister in law live in a house in Mountainside, and Sherry's father and stepmother live in a house that was in West Orange. So check that out. 44, Harold and Kumar. 43 is the film adaptation of Goodbye Columbus, which I've raved about the Philip Roth story. Mm-hmm. Um, 1969 film version of it that I haven't seen. Ooh, 42 cool. is Mall Rats. 41, Lean on Me. 40, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. 39 is another Philip Roth adaptation. We could That was probably a trick. As you guys were racking your brain, you're like, oh, any Philip Roth adaptation. American Pastoral. Oh, I've seen that. Nah, not that good. Ewan McGregor, 2016. I read the book and didn't love it. Um, even I mean, it won a Pulitzer Prize, so who the fuck am I, you know? Um, uh, I didn't think the book was that great either, actually. <laughs> it was from that stretch where Roth was like gunning for awards, it felt like. And he was getting them, so kudos to him. 38 is a movie that I forgot was a Jersey movie, and I saw it on the list. I was like, fuck yeah. Have you guys seen Win Win? No. Paul Giamatti and Bobby Cannavale? Mm. Oh, that movie. You guys would fucking love it, and it is very, very Jersey. I saw it and didn't know. It's uh, the director's from New Providence, and... It's about a New Providence High School's wrestling team. Oh, okay. And it's really good. Paul Giamatti and uh, Bobby Cannavale play wrestling coaches, and it's fucking good. It was a really, really good movie. with One of those ones like uh, Station Agent, where I'm like, this is a little pretentious, but in a way mm. where Jersey's got some fucking class, baby. 37 is Copland. 36 Okay. Is Desperately Seeking Susan, 1985. Yeah. Uh, Jeez, I didn't think that was Jersey. Yeah, I didn't think that was felt very Jersey to me either. I thought it was more New York. Um, it says, few films have captured the gulf between New Jersey and New York City, that yearning feeling on this side of the Hudson, mm. better than Susan Seidelman's screwball comedy about a bored Fort Lee housewife, played by Rosanna Arquette, who becomes obsessed with a downtown free spirit, uh, yeah. Madonna, in her first and arguably most memorable film role. Um, Says the most New Jersey moment is when 
A nightclub cigarette girl says to Madonna's character, my God, we all thought you were dead. And she casually responds, no, just in New Jersey. <laughs> Perfect. 35 <laughs> is Friday the 13th. 34 is Clerks 2. 33, The Many Saints of Newark. I like it. Okay. They argue, even if it didn't nail it as a Sopranos movie, it's still a pretty good Jersey movie. Yeah. yeah Great movie. Definitely. Uh, 32 is the 1986 Brian De Palma movie, Wise Guys. That's a great Ooh, movie. Good movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, as soon it. as I read the description, I'm like, Danny DeVito. Oh, I did see this years ago. Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo as two inept Newark mobsters. You know what's good about this list? I'm going to be able to like watch some good movies because yeah. I'm always looking for something to watch. So if anybody has any good movie ideas. Send it my way. 31 is a 2012 movie. Um, David Chase from The Sopranos, his feature directorial debut, Not Fade Away. Hmm. Uh, James Gandolfini uh, is in it. Not seen it. Sounds pretty good. Maybe. Uh, 30, good choice, War of the Worlds. Ooh. Oh, the modern remake one? With- 2005, Steve. That's Spielberg. a cool, yeah, cool adventure movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It is a good adventure movie, and they point out the most Jersey, it says the best Jersey moment is something I remember. Do you remember how many shots of the fucking Bayonne Bridge there were? Yes. Before the aliens come and destroy the Bayonne Bridge? Nick, when you see the Bayonne Bridge get destroyed, is there a part of you that forgets its fiction, and you're like, I've worked so fucking hard on that bridge. Leave that bridge alone. I had a kind of experience. I might cheer. So, oh, good, got it, great. And if you look really closely in the movie when they're showing the Bayonne Bridge, if you kind of like pause and zoom in a little bit, you can actually see a kumite occurring right underneath it, right underneath in that little park. Yes, you can see you can see Beetlejuice, uh, fist, fist fighting Janine Garofalo right under the bridge. Very small, but it's there. Yes, as Nikki Bonaduce hangs from a carabiner off the bottom of the bridge, trying to put it back together as it falls apart. 29 is uh, the 2005 boxing movie Cinderella Man. Uh, Ron Howard directed, Russell Crowe starring. Oh, yeah. What do I remember that? Um, it was Howard Duck a movie? Howard the Duck? Yeah. 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 Was that, I mean, was it a Jersey movie? No. Nah. Feels like it should be, though. Right? It does feel like it should. Honorary like that genre. 28, of- you're, we're all going to be mad we missed this. You guys are going to be mad you missed this on the guesses. 28. 1995, New Jersey Drive. Oh, great soundtrack. Oh, great movie, yeah. Right? They, and it's a good movie, actually. It says like the best Jersey movie. moment is actually its soundtrack. Two-volume soundtrack featuring... It's so good. Oh, yeah. Redman, Queen Latifah, right? Redman, Queen Latifah, Naughty by Nature, and Lords of the Underground, along with non-Jersey artists like Outkast. Oh. But yeah, man, New Jersey Drive is fucking good, man. It's fucking good. A lot of it's like shot like by the cemetery on 21 when you're underneath. And it's like to the side and like, the, you know, the river's right on the other side of you. It's like that crazy part of like coming out of North Newark on 21. It is tough because I feel like that movie, uh, I also didn't realize that Sharp James wouldn't let them film in Newark because it was bad for the city's image. It was like Newark already had that reputation for stolen cars, but if anything made it, if anything cemented it, it was that movie being as popular as it was all over North Jersey. Yeah, I think it was happening everywhere, but it was like we were the, that was the mecca of, you know, car. 27 is a 1980 movie called Return of the Secaucus 7. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great title. <laughs> yeah, really great title. Um, Return of the Secaucus Spitter. <laughs> it says it's actually set in New England, so there's more talk of Boston. 26 is... <laughs> A crazy choice. This is one that I was like, really? It's the Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer from 1998. Oh, wow. Huh. Which I don't remember being a Jersey movie at all. Which is a great movie. No, I remember it being a funny movie, but I don't 
I remember it being really great and funny. Yeah, what part was Jersey about? What, what did they say? I guess the uh, most Jersey moment is a, a moment when uh, the character of Linda says, I'm never going to leave Ridgefield, to which Robbie replies, why would you want to leave Ridgefield? Um, <laughs> 25 is a 1972 Jack Nicholson, Bruce Dern, Ellen Burstyn movie called The King of Marvin Gardens, Ooh. which as you can imagine, oh. is about the Atlantic City area. Yes. Roger Ebert called it an original individual and often frustrating movie that takes a lot of chances and wins on about 50 uh, or 60% of them. Um mm. 24, welcome to the dollhouse. 23, I wonder how you guys are going to react. Because I don't want to get mad about this movie. But why do they have ranked better than all these other great Jersey movies? One ahead of Welcome to the Dollhouse. Annie, 1982's Annie. Like Little Orphan Annie? Really? That is a New York City movie. I mean, principal photography took place at Monmouth University. Right, we've talked, we've about, talked about breaking into the house. house. So it's yeah. a deceptive list. And it, so it could be filmed there. It says, uh, it's a distinctly New York movie, but the movie's climax in which Annie climbs a bridge and is rescued takes place on the NX Bridge over the Passaic River in Newark. Oh. Which I have to imagine, Nick, you've worked on. No, I worked on the, uh, oh, what's it called? Right across from uh, the... Uh, Top Steiner, what's that called? Ward Street Bridge? I can't remember what it is. Uh, I feel like this is a reach to put Annie, I guess since it shot a bunch of scenes at Monmouth University, but come on, man. Yeah, but Annie is squarely a New York City film. Number 22 is a documentary that I, I have not heard of before this list, and I got to see. It's called Delivered Vacant. It's a 1992 documentary about the gentrification of Hoboken, mm. and it sounds... Really good. Wow, 1992, huh? Yeah, Nora Jacobson's documentary explores what happened in Hoboken over the course of eight years when it suddenly became a trendy outpost for young Manhattanites seeking affordable rent. That sounds pretty awesome, and you can watch it on the director's website. Ooh. Um, 21 is a 2019 movie called Blinded by the Light. Um, oh, is that the one where like the guy has a... Like Bruce Bruce Springsteen fantasy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this. It was, it was okay. Yeah, it says it bursts with Jersey centric love, yeah. and it, it shot all over Jersey. Number twenty is the first movie on this list that I am in, fellas. <gasps> I am in a movie on the Jersey list, baby. Put me in the Hall of Fame. Where's my fucking rest stop? Oh. If you give me the cheesequake rest stop, I won't even make you name it the Chris Gethard rest stop. I'm gonna name it Chris Gethard presents Cheesequake, man. John Bon Jovi should step on that shit. Step up, Bon Jovi. <laughs> bon Jovi presents Cheesequake. It's not the Bon Jovi rest stop. Get over yourself, John. It's really like the get hard rest stop. <laughs> get hard or get out, baby. Which would be appropriate for the Cheesequake. Get hard rest or get out. Class Action Park, baby. Number twenty <laughs> on the list. That'll get edited out. Top twenty. They didn't <laughs> shout me out by name though. Really? Oh come on. Yeah, man. Come on. They didn't shout out the most Jersey person in the entire film. And the, and the, Except for the people that work there. And the funniest guy in the whole fucking film. Come on. No, there were a lot of funny people. And you kind of are the film. I hit some three-pointers in that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, real, I think I was really tired that day. And then I also got super jacked up on caffeine. <laughs> and I like didn't think it was ever going to see the light of day. So I was just saying a lot of You're just like, bullshit. Go for it. That's awesome. Number 19 is Dogma. Number 18 is, oh, Be Kind Rewind. Which, that's that movie Most Def was in. I remember that. Right, with Jack Black, right? Yeah, about the, uh, yeah. it's about um, a video store in Passaic. Um, but yeah, I don't remember as, I remember it being a very cool movie, but I forgot that that was a Jersey movie. Number 17 is a 1996 movie starring Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci called Big Night. 
It's a comedy about two Italian brothers hoping to put their fledgling Jersey Shore restaurant on the lap by cooking an elaborate meal for singer Louis Prima. <laughs> Sounds pretty great. Good premise for a movie. Two good actors, too. 16 is one that when I saw it on here, 16 is one where you guys are going to be like, yeah, uh, Denzel Washington, The Hurricane. Oh, okay. Ruben, Ruben Hurricane Carter, Patterson. Oh, how did we not name that one? Yeah. And it's, oh, you never saw I've that? I've seen it. I just, oh, forget, I just oh, can't believe one, we didn't yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. That's one that if we had like, if we had all day, we would have gotten it. And it says the best Jersey moment, the unsavory scene where a young Carter stabs a pedophile who attempts to throw him over a waterfall. Everyone in North Jersey knows those are the iconic Great Falls. Yeah. Um, number 15, 1991, City of Hope. Do you guys know about this? Do not. Yeah. A sprawling tale of corruption and deceit involving cops, crooks, and politicians, City of Hope takes place in an unnamed New Jersey city widely understood to be Hoboken, where writer-director John Sayles lived for a number of years. Hmm. Much like the documentary Delivered Vacant, the film finds a universal thread in its portrait of 80s-era gentrification and social upheaval. Uh, the movie was actually shot in Cincinnati. <laughs> there you go. Number 14, uh, Princeton, A Beautiful Mind. Great movie, Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Boo, Princeton. Eh. Yeah, I mean, to say that uh, it's, if you put it at 14, I do feel like there should be an unofficial rule that you can't put. My only problem is every Kevin Smith movie should have a better ranking than any movie about Princeton. They need to switch that up. You guys, I forgot how much you hate Princeton. Lean, lean on me should be ahead of any movie about Princeton. Who's going to write the great Rutgers movie, man? No one. Who's going to write the great Rutgers movie? I'll write it. I'll write it, man. Although that movie, that movie just gets real fucked up. Like, Eight minutes in, everyone starts vomiting and fist fighting, and then it's just that. We should, um, here's, we should do the New Jersey is the World Grease Truck, where we just start doing like the renegade grease truck, like how it originally was in New Brunswick, and we'll document what happens to us via police harassment, tasing, and possibly <laughs> being beaten by the New Brunswick Police Department and or Rutgers. Where do you have a better chance of being beaten by the Rutgers cops than the New Brunswick Police Department? 100%. Absolutely. Number 13 is 1998's Restaurant. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner plays a Seton Hall law, law student. Adrian Brody plays Chris, a Newark playwright, pining for his ex, who is played by South Orange's Lauren Hill. Can't beat that. Sounds very Jersey to me. 12, <laughs> Chasing Amy. 11, 1984's Woody Allen, a vehicle Broadway Danny Rose. What? Ooh, great movie. That is a great movie. What is? How is Broadway Danny Rose a New Because Jersey a lot of movie? it was filmed in like Jersey. Let's see. It yeah. largely takes place in New York City, yeah. but it soars into the stratosphere when Allen's Danny Rose journeys across the Hudson to chauffeur a mob widow, Mia Farrow, an arguably her best performance. Awesome. Um, Good movie. Their mad camp romp through North Jersey marshland is fish out of water comedy at its finest. Right. The best Jersey moment is Pharaoh's Tina after getting lost, finally figuring out their location. I know where we are. These are the flatlands. My husband's friends used to dump bodies here. <laughs> so I guess I guess that counts. That's a great movie, but I would not classify that as a I Jersey. I wouldn't associate yeah, with Jersey either. either Ten is the Toxic Avenger. Uh, nine is Baby It's You from 1983. Rosanna Arquette plays a plucky Trenton high school student in the first big studio movie from John Sayles. Ooh. Uh, sounds pretty good. I don't know. Um, let's see. Filming took place at Trenton Central High School, and the Trenton makes Lower Trenton Bridge is one backdrop, along with Hoboken and the Asbury Park Boardwalk. Nice. Number eight is a movie. I See, here's one that I wonder. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Number eight is the 2016 Jim Jarmusch movie starring Adam Driver, Patterson. 
How do you guys feel about this? Did you see it? I did see it. I don't even remember. If it, what year was it? 2016. I saw it too. No, I didn't see it. I wanted to hate it and I ended up really liking it. Same exact reaction, Mike D. I thought this was going to be Garden State, but it was way more station agent. It is a pretentious Jim Jarmusch, Adam Driver movie about a poet who drives a bus in Patterson. <laughs> but God fucking damn it, did I wind up loving this pretentious ass movie. And it felt Jersey to me. Yeah, I always want to hate him, but I wind up liking him Yeah, a lot. the same. Great yeah, I think because of... Because uh, I guess I remembered him, I guess, from... Uh, Girls, Girls right? yeah. Which is... Yeah, yeah. But look, he also, I mean, like... There's a lot of scenes of him drinking in a bar in Patterson, and there's a picture on, above the bar of fucking a framed picture of Uncle Floyd. So it's like <laughs> Jim Jarmusch went and he did his research and he gets it, you know? Yeah, he gets yeah. it. And if I remember right, I remember watching that movie and being like, I liked that so much more than I thought I would. And if I remember right, I think Jim Jarmusch like maybe shot something in Patterson and used to drive out there just to like clear his head and sit by the Great Falls and like write and brainstorm and shit. Huh. And I get it. I'm shocked that it's number eight. It's a little too pretentious for number eight. But Mike D, I had the same exact reaction as you did. I wanted to roll my eyes at it so bad and I wound up loving that movie. Because you immediately want to be like, okay, it's that guy pretending to be like a poet who's actually a bus driver. Like the setup is so poor. But then when you actually watch the film, it's it's good, you know? Yeah quality flick number seven is a movie i always think of as new york and i forget one of the main characters is coming out of jersey american gangster oh that is a great that's movie. a great russell crowe works out of jersey right because that's why the new york cops yeah. keep fucking with him because he's right. an outsider he shouldn't be going over the bridge i don't know if that's a new jersey movie to me mm. it's a great film it's a good movie yeah no question but it doesn't feel very jersey to me to get into the top 10 isn't his house like in jersey though I think he does move out to Jersey towards the end. Moves out to Jersey, yeah. I think. Six is The Station Agent, which we talked about. Five is American Hustle. Oh. Which is the uh, 2013 David O. Russell. I think I watched that. Um, That's a cool movie. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Renner plays the mayor of Camden. I forgot that that was all. Yeah, I forgot that was all Jersey. It doesn't scream Jersey to me. No, it's Hollywood Jersey. Uh, Yeah, and it talks about Jersey a lot. Four is The Wrestler, which is the opposite so jersey that it was like bleeding we could do a whole episode by the way just about new jersey's relationship with pro wrestling because it's very real it's very real um three on the waterfront huh marlon brando good call actually that's a good yeah good call for a jersey movie i love this movie have seen it multiple times (gasps) 100% forgot that that wasn't like the docs out in a in Brooklyn, yeah. 100% forgot. In addition to being a white-knuckle drama, the movie brilliantly illuminates how labor unions, organized crime, and the Catholic Church and the way they sometimes work in concert are embedded in the DNA of the state. I mean, <laughs> right there, yeah. It says, the most Jersey moment is, it says, everybody knows I could have been a contender, but for our money, the best scene is the furious speech by Father Barry to the dock workers. This is my church, and if you don't think Christ is down here on the waterfront, you got another thing coming. Mm. And number two is Clerks. Number one is Atlantic City. That's a hell of a list. We all got some watching to do, man. Yeah. I have so much good content now. Good, sweet content, baby. Um, (laughs) Let's never say that word again. (laughs) I just, I said it intentionally to (laughs) aggravate Mike T because I know that word bothers him so much. (laughs) A little. (laughs) 
We want to know your opinions. 973-780-4660. If you're on the Patreon, get in on the comments thread. Do you think there are movies that are rated too high, too low? Are there movies that this list missed? Are there opinions we aired out about movies that we're wrong about? Do you want to come to the defense of one Zachary Braff and defend <laughs> Garden State as we just wantonly dismissed it? Uh, we want to know. And, and also, I feel like there's a lot of Jersey movies out there flying under the radar. I ask, dude. I don't even know if we've talked about. It. Did you? Get, did we talk about Uncle Peckerhead? <laughs> no, dudes. You guys gotta watch this fucking shit. I think that's the name of it. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna double check. So there's like a little bit of a movement happening right now, of like low budget horror that's showing up, where it's like you can, you know, filmmakers can like sell their shit through Amazon, but it's pretty much like self distributed. There's a movie that came out in 2020 called Uncle Peckerhead. And it is not a perfect movie, but it is in the Toxic Avenger. Um, really? It's in the Toxic Avenger school of like, holy shit, man. They, this movie has almost no budget. It's fucked up, but it is funny. It's a movie about a New Jersey punk band. It's a horror movie about a New Jersey punk band that hire a roadie. And then it turns into a horror movie based on that. <laughs> And it's so fucking Jersey that it fucking kills me. I was not in this movie, man, because there's like friends of mine in it. I'm like, holy fucking shit, do I want to be in an Uncle Peckerhead movie, man? That guy nailed it. And that dude, I think he's from like Central Jersey. If I remember, the director's down from near like Far Hills or Bernardsville or something. Um, but God fucking damn it. Uncle Peckerhead needs to be number 52 on this list, man. I would like to see more low-budget horror movies come out of New Jersey. Oh, the weird New Jersey state? 100% needs to happen. That's my takeaway from this list. What are the movies we missed? What are the ones that are on the list that you think shouldn't be up there? What are the opinions we have that are dead wrong? 973-780-4660. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cobb, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Cobb, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the world.